your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into Ask Level, the podcast episode number 21 with Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Thanks for uh, joining us this week. Level, we've done this 21 consecutive weeks now. We've uh, experienced some good, some bad, some ugly. Well, we'll start off with uh, Texas Tech hoops, kind of maybe in the latter category, the ugly. Wasn't super ugly in Austin, at least for part of the game. But uh, what's ugly is the 0-5 record that you've got in Big 12 play. Uh, people had different expectations for Texas Tech hoops coming into this season. I don't think anybody would have expected you to start off 0-5. So that that's something that's uh, that's been tough to swallow, especially since we've been so stinking spoiled for the last five or six years around here. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think you mentioned everybody had different expectations. I, I, I would I would agree, but yet I would disagree in that I think everybody, I mean, there's just not any fan out there and mm-hmm. internally uh, within the program or whatever that wasn't expecting to go to the NCAA tournament this year. Right. Now we can argue on how are they are they bubble are they second weekend of the tournament good or are they gonna barely get in but everybody that's where the expectations are for this program right now based on the recent success uh based on you know how much you know just how many resources are being uh poured into this program facility wise and, and and otherwise so um yeah from that standpoint uh you know it is you are running out of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you yeah. uh, and, and I, I see because you, yeah, you're, you're, you're 10 and seven and, and overall and then 0 and five in the league. And, and I see people talking about the tournament and really it's not, that's not the conversation that anybody should be having. In my opinion, it really should just be about try to win a game and then try to win another one because you, you're already seeing, you know, going to make the tournament, uh, have to go whatever the record is the rest of the way. If you get these games at home, you can go beat these teams on the road. No, how, how about you just try to to win one and then see where it happens? And it's hard to do, and it's easy for everybody to get caught up in it because you start looking at it, and it's hard to find a, a path to try to get to like, you know, eight and 10 or nine and nine in the league when you're 0 and five, there's not that many games left. You already have two games that you played at home that are gone. Yep. You don't get those back. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just, uh, and they've been competitive Woodman. I mean, you know, and, and it's, I, I know Mark has said that after these games has proud of them. They fought uh, that they, they did this. This was, you know, against Texas uh, over the weekend. It was the first time they've been a, a healthy team, even though they're still really not, 100% healthy because right. Farnaz is coming back and Bacho's still not quite right. Uh, KJ Allen, uh, I guess, was available but didn't play. Uh, but, you know, four of those five losses are by an average of four points in this league. And you're playing in the best league in the country. But mm-hmm. at some point, you, you, nobody cares about that. They want no moral victories. Uh, yeah, they want a result. Yeah. Uh, and it's, 
and because, and, and you know, they, they have been competitive other than the Iowa State game. They have fought. They have kind of been right there. Uh, but it's just uh, you're not getting a result. And that's that's why you worry how much longer are they going to fight, scratch, and claw and, and, and squeeze everything they can when they, when they don't get a result. Because at some point, it, it becomes a situation where there's just not enough opportunities left, even if you were to win out. And so you need to hurry. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought they bounced back from Ames. That's for sure. Sorry. It was a long winded answer. But, no, I, well, yeah. I'm going to go uh, straight into what you said not to do and ask the first question that we have from Jeff, which is what is the uh, minimum number of wins Texas tech can have in big 12 play and still make the tournament. I, I, I think, uh, I think that, you know, eight and 10 in the league and you're in the conversation. And it depends on, like, and here's where, you know, there's not a lot to fall back on from the data. This is the data talking mm-hmm. as far as your non-conference schedule, okay? Sure. So uh, you're not going to get a lot of help there. You still have one more non-conference game left, which does, you know, you know, and it's going to be a road game uh, against LSU and Baton Rouge in a couple of weeks. But I think eight and ten in the league, maybe seven and eleven, you know, could you know, and you're in the conversation, and 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 what that's gonna the, the conversation there becomes if it's seven and eleven or eight and ten, you know, did did you did you just beat West Virginia twice? Did you just beat Oklahoma State twice? Mm-hmm. And then like, who were those wins against? Because there's some opportunities here for some signature wins some wins against really, really good teams. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, I do think that the, the league is good enough to where it's going to, it's going to help you. If, if you, if you aren't 500 or better, if you're just slightly below 500 with your league record, sure. You've got, you've got some opportunities there to where you can, you can kind of, but again, if, if it's a, if it's, if you're, if you've only beaten the lower, lower half, and right now we would say that West Virginia and Oklahoma state and, and tech are kind of in this in this group at the bottom of the standings. If you if that's if that consists of the bulk of your wins, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be good enough. But that that's kind of what you're staring at right now. You know, you've got uh, yeah, because c- choice you're you're guaranteed fifteen more games left. Right. Okay, fifteen. If I'm doing my math right, you've got so you're, you you've got thirteen conference games left. You've got a game against LSU left, and then you've got a game in Kansas City left. That's it. That's all you're guaranteed are those 15 games left. And you're 10, you know, can you, you know, what's your record need to look like there, you know, in those 15? (laughs) I feel like, yeah, like the the LSU one feels pretty important. I mean, really important just to do something for that non-conference resume. Um, Yeah, I, I... I think you're right that everybody wants to fast forward ahead and say, okay, what do you have to do? But you really do, especially if you're Texas tech, if you're the team itself, you really do have to take it as cliche as it is the one game at a time approach. Cause you just still got to get that first one to even get the ball rolling. What's interesting about LSU that they are 12 and five. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are a, a better version of what you're trying to be. However, they they were I think uh, eleven and one mm-hmm. in the non conference. They're struggling in league play. Yeah. Now they're one and four and have lost four in a row. 
in, in league play. They beat Arkansas, which was a, a doozy uh, right after Christmas. Yeah. But then they've lost uh, four in a row, as I'm looking at it, Kentucky, A&M, Florida, and Alabama. And so as you just look at that opportunity, that's going to be a, a tricky one too because that, that will not be easy. And for the same reasons that you need to win it, they do as well. So yeah. uh, that'll be a, a somewhat meaty win. Uh, and, again, it's one of those where the, the loss – doesn't necessarily hurt you per se, but but not winning it really would hurt you because you need to accumulate sure. at this point. So anyway, but yeah, that that's I've probably given a really long answer to, to the one question. But yeah, you need to you need to start just winning games uh, and and snap your you know and in your your next opportunity is against Baylor. Yeah, and one one thing that really could help with that level is is what we saw back finally. Uh, or I, I say finally, first time, not back. It's first time we got to see Fardaz Amac on the floor and and uh, pretty good sample for a guy who's practiced uh, one time or two times before the game. Yeah, you know, and, and we'll see. Uh, I, I bet he's, uh, you know, early this week, I bet he's fairly sore after playing 28 sure. plus minutes sure. in Austin. Uh, he, he, he did more in his debut minutes wise, uh, you know, ability wise, it, it, way more than I ever would have dreamed of. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, you know, and, and I, 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 I can't, uh, I can't figure out if he's that good, uh, or if, if at some point he'll, he'll kind of regress to the mean on, because this was very out of the ordinary for somebody to come back you know, that hadn't played in as long mm-hmm. as he hadn't played. And, you know, cause look, he, he, he's a, he's probably weighs a bit too much right now. Mm-hmm. Cardio again, he just hadn't been able to do a whole lot and, right. and it's a process, but I, I honestly thought five to 10 minutes versus Texas is kind of what you'd see. You break the seal on it, but no, he got thrown into the fire quick and he, he responded. And if he can really play his way into better shape and really kind of get in a groove and, and it's really it's role definition now with the, with with Texas Tech's bigs because for everything that Fardos gave you, Bacho didn't. No, no. You know, and so and he still ways, just doesn't look right since the the sickness from Fort Worth. Yeah, right. And so the 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 team essentially was kind of in some ways the same. Mm-hmm. The numbers just came from somebody different because uh, if if I would have told you that Fardos had Bacho's stat line. Mm-hmm. And Bacho had Fardoz's stat line, you know, after the Texas game, you know, we, I would have, I would have believed it. I would have been like, sure. oh, yeah, that, that makes some sense. Uh, but, uh, you know, so anyway, you, you need them both playing well together and they're going to have to figure out what that kind of looks like in O'Banner and in that mix too. But yeah, we'll, we'll at some point look at this team as pre Fardoz and post Fardoz. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the, the post, the post Fardoz looks a lot bigger and, uh, much more of a threat and deeper for obvious reasons. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, that, that's what we were talking about a week ago and we've been talking about for a month is just a lack of depth on this team. So mm-hmm. nothing else. You get get some of that back with Fardos. And I'm with you. I was shocked to see him play, I mean, even close to as much as he did against Texas. And, and unfortunately, you, it, it felt a lot like the TCU game uh, where you jump out to a good lead and just – couldn't hold on there's scoring droughts you just can't have and and that sort of thing 
Um, but it felt like you did it against a better team. I, I think TCU is a really good team, but Texas seems to be a, a level above where TCU is at. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, no, it's funny you say that because those two teams went toe to toe. Me, TCU was up sure. 18 points on, on the horns earlier uh, last week. I, I think those are two of the better teams in the, in the conference because they're the two, uh, arguably the two oldest teams in the conference. Yep. Uh, yeah. I was just, I was looking up to make sure, but uh, Fardos played the the fifth most minutes of anybody in that game from a red Raider standpoint. <laughs> That's and, crazy. and no Elijah Fisher, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Jennings plays less than a minute. KJ Allen doesn't play. So you can kind of start to see Kerwin Walton doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demorian Williams plays four minutes. So you can kind of see, you know, you're really leaning on pop and leaning on Lamar Washington and, 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 and all that. So, you know, cause that was one of the stories, the lines against the Texas was the bench scoring 33 to 14 mm-hmm. in favor of Texas and Fardos gave you 12 of those 14. Wow. Yeah, so that that it's just it's a it's a depth and punch off the bench and but yeah he's certainly gonna uh, gonna help you there. Uh, so yeah, Lamar Washington had the only other bucket I think kind of that uh, that that dunk uh, layup down the lane. But uh, yeah, but but I I think that Texas is one of the best teams in the conference uh, for sure. Their roster is scary. They have answers everywhere. There's any given guy can hurt you. Uh, I think TCU is very Mike Miles oriented Mm -hmm. and I'm curious if he ever is off or out or whatever, if they still have the ability to get it done. But yeah, those two teams are, are sneaky good for sure. And as is the one that's coming into uh, uh, to Lubbock early this week in the Baylor bears that they were predicted to win the league. Uh, They have shown spurts where they just look like that team. And they have spurts where they look like they're still very much trying to figure out, Sure. Things, but uh, they have one of the most talented freshmen. As good as everybody around here thinks Pop Isaacs is, and he certainly is, Keontae George has been better uh, for for Baylor uh, and much more consistent. Uh, So uh, just a a 6'4", big-time guard uh, out of the Metroplex, man. He is is the real deal. Possibly a one-and-done guy, not real sure yet, but uh, he is – yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, uh, kind of moving on from basketball, a little bit of football news. Had some recruits commit uh, recently in football, but the the coaching staff a little shakeup. I I mean, I think all fan bases are a little bit fanatic. I, I don't know. I live inside the Texas Tech bubble a little bit. I saw what I thought was some overreaction to to uh, Emmett Jones leaving as the wide receivers coach, taking the job at at OU. Um, and then we see Juice Johnson almost immediately afterwards. That's one of the fastest hirings I've seen. Obviously, Coach McGuire knew who he wanted for that position. And um, what do you know about Juice Jones and how big of a loss, if at all, is is Emmett? Jo- excuse me, Juice Johnson. How big of a loss is <laughs> Emmett Jones? Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 Jones and the Johnson thing is tricky. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I feel you. I feel you there. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, I think that the the hiring by Oklahoma with Emmett it was bizarre. I think you're trying to figure out kind of the why. I think mm-hmm. there's rumblings about uh, you know, hey, whatever they offered, Tech was was matching it. I uh, don't know what was true, what was not there. Um, I think. Uh, Oklahoma's roster is in the is in the midst of a bit of a shakeup as they're trying to really hit the portal hard from a receiver standpoint. 
they were trying to replenish offensive linemen uh, as well, especially specifically the tackles. They're losing some guys to the NFL. And, and you, you know, they, they went six and seven. And you, yet you were here on the uptick. You won eight games. You, you feel like you're trending up. Uh, this is Emmett Jones's alma mater, you know, as Texas Tech. And uh, so I'm not real sure the reasoning there. Uh, my, my guess is he's really got his eyes on wanting to be an OC or a head coach. You know, he was in it for the North Texas job. Sure. And he must feel like that he's got a better chance to do that with Oklahoma uh, than he did at Texas Tech. I don't know. That's the only thing I can figure. Uh, right. That's, you know, that's, you know, the choice he's made and 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 whatever. I do think this had been going on for about prior to it being announced. It had been going on for about three weeks uh, or so, give yeah. or take. Uh, so, but yeah, you're right. The uh, choice you, you mentioned, uh, I think, I think Coach McGuire originally wanted to add uh, Coach Johnson to his staff when he first got the job at Texas Tech, right. there was some timing that didn't didn't work <clears throat> out. Uh, I think Coach Kitley obviously knew Emmett, and there was a big buyout that, that, that Texas Tech paid. And Coach Johnson's, I think, wife actually has got a, a, a big-time job in the medical field, and she couldn't get out of, of a contract. I mean, there's some different things. It's right. The timing just seemed to be right this time. I think an offer was, was extended and accepted. And I think everybody around the tech building that has worked with, uh, with him and, and Joey certainly uh, feels like that uh, they're in a really, really good spot uh, with coach Johnson. And so, yeah, it'll, it'll be uh, good to welcome that family into the fold, but uh, he's, he's widely considered one of Baylor's, if not Baylor's best recruiter. I think that he coached running backs uh, this past year. We all know the job that Richard Reese uh, did. Uh, was the Big 12 freshman of the year, I think, and yeah. a freshman All-American I and mean, all these things. Uh, and so, It's not like he was a super highly rated recruit coming out either. Well, exactly. School. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, you look at Ebner and uh, Abram Smith the year before. Yep. He, he just, so he's obviously coached uh, his position well. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but he'll get a chance to coach uh, wideouts here. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, you never, people always ask, you know, I, I think it was uh, last week somebody said, are we out of the window of, of, of coaching hires right. and movement and all that stuff. And, you get us to ask this question in mid-December. You just have to keep your head on a swivel. I mean, sure. you never uh, are out of it. There's domino effects. Like the, what the NFL is going through right now, and there's starting to be some hires made or offers and interviews and all that, it's some level that will affect college football too. We don't know what that looks like, but as people try to fill coordinator and position coaches. And I mean, it's just like last year, DeAndre Smith. Nobody felt like he was uh, ready to walk out the door and go be an NFL running backs coach, right. uh, you know, Donovan's dad. But guess what? He, uh, he he was, I guess, and he did. And that's what he's coaching Saquon Barkley. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> as far as we know, you've got your coaching staff in place. There's a lot of contractual stuff that's been done and being worked on that I think eventually will be announced uh, with coordinators, position coaches, and and the like. Uh, but, uh, yeah, away you go. I mean, what, 95% of staffs have some sort of turnover? That may be a, a low number, too. 
Like, yeah, it, it's just I, I think anything like I, I deal mostly with with tech football and tech basketball. So, so college football, college basketball. Sure. It's just uh, odds are that a roster doesn't come back intact. Yeah. And, 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 and staves don't come back intact. And yeah. it's not necessarily a coordinator or a, a big time assistant. It, it, it sprinkles all the way down. I sure. mean, you know, and so there's a, there's so many people working within these programs and for these programs that it's just, there are some changes, whether it's like, Hey man, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Hey man, my buddy got this job. This is a bit of a, an opportunity for me to be back closer to family, to be back, to make a little more money, whatever. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of reasons. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't really grasp the, the Emmett Jones to Oklahoma one, but uh, that, that, that's, that's their call. Uh, so, right. or his call. So, but I, I think, yeah, you did, uh, you did really, really well there. And, and as, as I mentioned, domino effect. Now you're curious to see like what Baylor does to fill his spot. And yep. it's the same thing that TCU is trying to deal with by trying to replace Garrett Riley. That's where you really find out about head coaches. It's easier to get good than it is to stay good. But when people start picking off your staff, you know, it's yeah. it's hard to replace certain guys. And that's where that's where you kind of figure out how how good a coach is, depending on how he can replace key departures. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, good coaches obviously surround themselves with really good staffs, and that's that's how you. Uh, I mean, you seek wise counsel around you, and that that really uh, makes everything better around you. And, and Joey McGuire has seemingly done that, and hopefully, uh, Juice Johnson fits right in for uh, next season. One more football note: uh, the you, you get another commit this week for the twenty twenty four class. And I believe Johan, is that how you say his name? Cardenas? For yeah, running Cardenas, back. yeah, running back. Yeah, he's a big kid. Uh, he camped at Tech last summer. Uh, I think ran really well. I think uh, a bit of a knee issue this season. But uh, but I think that's uh, that was really one of the first things that this staff, including Juice Johnson, got done after his uh, arrival here. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that they may take another running back in this class as well. Uh, and so, yeah, it, but, but this is a six foot, 215 pound kid that ran multiple four fives, uh, on Texas tech's uh, practice field, uh, last summer. So they kind of know what they're getting. I think there's a, he go, goes to a private school. I think there's sometimes a stigma that associated with the private school kid on mm-hmm. competition level and all that. And sometimes it's justified. I think track times and are you just dominating Sure. At your and and that's uh, track times would suggest uh, that he can run and he was dominating uh, this year, but uh, they may not necessarily be done taking the running backs in this class. But still, still very early on. But in the rivals recruiting rankings, Tech up to number nine currently in the country. We saw it get I think as high, high as five for the twenty twenty three class. Finished and still. Oh, a top I think it was as high class. as number one. Oh, you're right. It did get to number yeah, one. I forgot it was about that because the volume you took at one yeah, point. Yeah, you, you had him. Yeah, yeah, and and Will Hammond, uh, the the big name kind of right now out of this class. He's the the quarterback from Hutto. If you watch, he's getting offers from all the big big boys lately, and that's the well. And when he first uh, committed, uh, you you look at his situation. It's like okay, UTSA. Yeah. 
uh, Incarnate Word. I'm trying to remember some of the other. It was in, in Texas Tech was kind of that. Which one of these is not like the other in, in right. a way? Uh, not 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 a shot against UTSA's. They've been phenomenal and all that. But I mean, like as far as Power Five schools sure, sure. go, and now now you look at it, and he's got about I don't know six to seven to eight Power Five offers from yeah. a lot of big time uh, yeah. places: uh, Tennessee, A and M. Yeah, recent uh, ones. Sure. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of recent ones. So, uh, yeah, it, it appears that the Red Raiders were onto something there. Yeah, def- definitely appears yeah. that way. And and he's doing what a quarterback in a class should do. Uh, some of the other ones, Oregon, Texas has offered. Uh, OSU, oh, I mean, it's it's Penn a, State, it's a, Auburn. Yeah. It's an extremely impressive list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and you, he's doing are... what good quarterbacks should do in your class and trying to recruit a bunch of other people. So. Yes, and you identified him really before before everybody else. So that's a, a good get. And some, it's number nine in the current uh, rankings, according to Rivals. So last question as uh, we, we wrap this up level. Um, don't get a lot of non-tech questions, but someone did ask uh, this one from John. Says, what's the uh, ceiling for the Dallas Cowboys in the postseason, in your opinion, level? Well, yeah. Well, obviously, depending on when you listen to this, you, you yeah, know, they, they obviously play tonight against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, the, the 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 these shows are released on a Monday morning, and so mm-hmm. they're going to play tonight. So, depending on what you're you're, they could easily uh, lose against the Buccaneers and against right. Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be very difficult to run against this Buccaneers defense. I think, and you know, there's just the Tom Brady equation, and then I think there's the Dak Prescott turnover problem that you've had lately. Hmm. I think on paper you're clearly better at most places. I just don't know what you're going to get from your quarterback, and I think that your secondary is a bit beat up, uh, and you're missing some pieces there. They signed Xavier Rhodes off the off the street uh, about a week or so ago. He may end up playing a lot uh, in this game just because you, you lack corners opposite of Trayvon Diggs and your, your nickel guy is out. Uh, and so uh, I, I think that makes you a bit nervous about Mike Evans and or Chris Godwin, because Trayvon yep. Diggs can only cover, you know, one of them and, and Diggs is he'll gamble and try to get those interceptions. I, if I'm being though honest, I don't feel great about their, their chances in the postseason in general, sure. just because you're looking at a scenario to where it's, it's beat. Let's let's talk about it in terms of this way. Yeah, you you have, you have to beat the greatest quarterback of all time on this <laughs> field. Then, then if you do that, you're going to have to go play. You know, a fully fully rested, uh, the best team in the NFL this year, record wise, in the Eagles. Mm. Uh, and you're going to be coming off of a short week. They will have had, uh, you know, a bye week. And, you know, their quarterback, I think, is going to be mostly healthy in Jalen Hurts. He's probably going to win the, you know, MVP or maybe that's Mahomes. But if, if Hurts doesn't win it, he's probably second. You know, so there's a there's a small conversation there. And and then if you do that, then you would have to play maybe the hottest team in the NFL and the 49ers. Right. That are about as good on defense as there is in the league. And. Yes, it's a rookie quarterback, but you've had a hard time stopping the run, and Christian McCaffrey is just and, – and if you somehow do that, then you've <laughs> got to go figure out a way to, to beat either probably Mahomes or Josh Allen. <laughs> right. And so to, I, I just – I don't know if I see it. I I can envision a, a playoff win against the Buccaneers, but I, I just 
and I'm a Cowboy fan. I, I grew up going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my grandfather was his uh, parents were they were season ticket holders back at Texas Stadium. Uh, yeah, so I, I used to go, you know, a long time ago, and I've I live and die by it, like the rest of uh, uh, the state of Texas in most cases. But uh, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know if I see it. Yeah, I think, now, I think I'll be real curious what the what the offseason changes are too, because they've got some decisions to make. Sure. Uh, as it relates to Zeke Elliott, they've got some decisions to make. You know about they need another receiver. It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got they they certainly need another another more secondary help as we're seeing and we just talked about. So you know, and and you've had a good enough season where you're going to be picking in the first round, late twenties. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, it, it it this but this is what happens, man, when your quarterback makes 40, 40 mil a year, you know, like you don't have enough mm. money to come. And when go you have an average quarterback make 40 well, mil a year, that's the problem. Yeah, right now he's been very, you know, because when he's good, he, he's pretty good. But sure, he but just the, he, the he leads the league in interceptions this year, and it's just think, been a, a I think problem. 15. I think 15, and he's played five less games than most Exactly, people. exactly. So. And some of them have not been his fault, but it's true, just, true, but yeah. But still, like. But three, it, three games in a row with a pick six, I believe. Yeah, so. it just can't, it can't happen. Yeah. Uh, if, Big if troubles. You, yeah, it can't happen. So. O- only Trevor Lawrence is good enough to overcome it in a playoff game, apparently. <laughs> only. That was, that was pretty wild for sure. Level. Oh, that, that's one way to put it. Well, hey, enjoyed it, man. I'll, it I'm, fun. I'm always down to to talk Cowboys, uh, Rangers, Mavericks, all that For stuff. Sure. Yeah, that, that's my wheelhouse there. So, Absolutely. Level, it was fun. We'll uh, do it again next week. That is, Sounds good. That wraps up episode number 21 of the Ask Level podcast. For Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Allow- so episode 21, are, like, we allow- are we of drinking age now? Is this podcast? I, I think so. Like, allowed- I think this podcast is allowed to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I- this podcast can now uh, go to the bar or, or, or show up and, and get a 12-pack, you know, and not get – Good ID. Oh, I think we still get ID. We just because oh, we're okay. still pretty young. We're still pretty okay. young. But all right, all right. but uh, we, we can legally do it. That's Chris <laughs> Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast, brought to you by Double T ninety seven three. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast, powered by Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double t 973com